across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. So we had a call a while ago when we were discussing indigenous knowledge systems and all sorts of ways in which we have evolved or not necessarily evolved and what are the techniques that we used to do to do certain things. And someone called in on that day and said, you know, in fact, I am involved in a project that builds homes that are inspired by South Africa's indigenous knowledges. And we just thought this is absolutely incredible. We've got to bring her back to tell us more about this project that she's heading up. Her name is Kerry Pretorius. She's an earth building specialist. And I think I love that particular uh, title, earth building specialist. But she joins us now on the line. Kerry, thank you so much, number one, for reaching out. And I want us to be more informed about this wonderful project you're heading up. Good afternoon. Hi, Pamela. Um, wonderful to be on SFM and chatting with you. So what is an earth building specialist? I know what a builder is, but what is an earth building specialist? Um, so Pamela, there's several titles, I guess, for what I do. Um, alternative builder, non-conventional builder, green builder, natural builder, sustainable builder. <laughs> so I, I like to just stick with keeping it simple, earth building. Um, yeah, basically it's using age-old um, recipe of combining sand and clay, which forms an, an incredibly strong, durable building material. Um, it, as I said, it's ancient knowledge, ancient techniques. So... Um, and I'm specialized in bringing it into a modern, a modern era, you know, using innovation and advancements in technology. Um, Kerry, so, why is this method so appealing to you? Oh, so many, uh, on so many levels. Um, living in a home made of earthen materials, the walls are breathable. You, you've got so much better air quality. Mm. If you design it um, in the in the correct way using passive solar design principles, mm-hmm. meaning you use the free energy of the sun, um, the heating energy of the sun, and the cooling energy of wind um, in in the design of your home, um, and the walls basically absorb the heat, and that then extends into your living space. So. Um, yeah, earth buildings are extremely ambient, uh, the temperature. You don't really get extreme fluctuations. Um, but one has to be aware of the, the climate that they're in. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, if you're in a very cold climate, then you choose a different technique. Or if you're in a very hot desert climate, then you would go for a different technique. And just talk a little bit about the technique you just referred to now. Would, would it be about the positioning of the home? Yes, exactly. So you have to just become aware of the angles of the sun. In the southern hemisphere, um, the, during the hot summer months, the sun is in a direct arc above us. Mm-hmm. And then in um, the winter months, the sun drops towards the north. So you, that means you would position your windows, uh, you know, pre- preferably on the north-facing side so that you can actually gain from that direct solar heat and then that direct solar heat is warming your walls. Mm. And then it's, you also have to be clever about using um, deciduous trees and mm. evergreen trees. Mm. You wouldn't want to plant an evergreen tree in front of on your north-facing side because that then would completely shade out mm. your uh, winter sun. Mm. So it's just things like that that, that um, you know, one, le- one can learn um, either if you do a workshop or course or there's a lot of information online. 
um, globally, there's just so many people building in this technique. And so it's my wish and hope that, um, you know, South Africa also one day will, will, um, will, will lighten the building regulations so that we can actually build with it on a, on a, on a bigger scale, scale and start standardizing different techniques. Just break that down for us a little bit, Kerry. So when you say that they they lighten their regulations, does it mean, because one of the other things that I've picked up, and maybe you could correct me on this one if I'm wrong, is it's it's a bit expensive to, to go in a sustainable route in this country. Is it just my impression or that's not quite the case? Um, it's not quite the case. Uh, it, it becomes expensive if you have to start, um, you know, paying perhaps architects and engineers because mm. the, with um, when you're trying to get a, a an earth building permitted, mm. you have to pay so that um, you know the engineers can actually um, approve the the design as a rational design. Okay. Or, or um, there's something called an agreement certificate as well. Mm-hmm which um, that would confirm fitness for purpose of a non-standardized product, material, or component. So um, whereas, you know, with a conventional building, when I say conventional building, I refer to the use of brick and and mortar, breezer blocks, concrete, cement, and that really has a high um, embodied carbon footprint because Mm. the production of cement contributes to at this stage, I think 10% of the greenhouse gases on the mm. planet. So it's about um, reducing that carbon footprint, not completely ruling it out, the use of cement, but combining the, the different materials to create, you know, ultimately the desired yeah. desired effect. So so then how far are we in, in standardizing some of the more, the more user-friendly materials that we have easily accessible in this country that are more environmentally friendly? How, how easy is that to get that standardization going? Um, you know, the, a lot of people are practicing earth building in a, in a private capacity, yeah. but I would like to see it done in a more, you know, for... For example, I'd love to see more initiatives where we can create um, alternative housing or low-cost housing. Mm. And, uh, for example, on the Cape Flats, there's there's so much sand on the Cape Flats. So there's, um, you know, if you've got a lot of access to sand, then that is what you use, either with sandbag homes or earthbag homes, which is when you, you fill um, fertilizer bags with, with the sand or earth. And you can actually also use... Uh, gravel as uh, filled bags as mm. a foundation. So then you're saving on a concrete foundation. Mm. You have a, gra- a gravel filled bag instead, and then that would prevent any moisture from wicking up into your your walls. So, um, you know, there's 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 so many um, discussion points that we could go <laughs> we could go into. It's, it's really the thing with a natural building or earth building is you have to. If you're going to build in a technique that somehow you're going to have to spend more money on transporting, mm. um, you know, either clay or sand onto your site, then perhaps go with a different you know, technique. A, a different technique, yeah. exactly. Whereas if you have a lot of wattle, mm. which is an alien vegetation in South Africa, um, then it would make sense to build with wattle and daub because, um, you know, that's then you will save on costs of transporting materials mm. because you have the materials straight on, on your directly on your site. Mm. Some people are lucky enough to dig um, 
excavate right on their land and they could potentially have the exact right amount of sand to clay that one could use to make either adobe bricks or cob. Um, cob is a, is a mixture of sand, straw and, and clay. You add straw into that mix mm-hmm. and then that gives a tensile strength to your, your building material and it makes it, <clears throat> it, makes it extra strong. Um, so, you know, you just have to ask, ask yourself those questions, various questions, and do a, a, you know, a thorough site analysis of the, the sites, if there's slope. Um, what the climate is like, things like that, availability of materials. I'm going to take a quick call, Kerry, and I'm going to ask people to call in because I've got lots of questions and I'm sure many people do too. 011-714-2006. You can also send a WhatsApp on 0614-104-107. You're listening to Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. Kerry Pretorius is my guest. She's an earth building specialist and she's elaborated on what that means, but basically sustainable builder. And, and I love this concept of, of trying to use what is available to your area to maximize the capacity you can have on a building uh, that is sustainable and so on. And, and one of the things that I want to ask you, Kerry, is exactly that. How then do we, because you know, different areas have different properties. And you made mention of the fact that, look, it, it may work, the one particular method may work in one area, not necessarily in another. H- how then do we then upskill people um, and also in understanding their own landscape and what methods would best suit their area? Do we have enough skills around to, to upscale people? Do we have enough, you know, inspectors, building inspectors who understand what to assist people with when they are going in this route? Um, Not enough, I would say. (laughs) Um, That's why, you know, myself, I I run workshops and courses, and so that takes me to many beautiful parts of the country. I'm actually sitting in Hogsback at the moment. Wow. um, And I'm about to... to (laughs) To start a course, so for me, I'm just doing what I can in my my capacity um, with with the courses that I run. So if if someone, for example, would like me to bring my skills and experience to a certain area, mm. um, then then I do. Then I travel and you know I arrange I arrange and work together with them to run a course. Um, and uh, so I've also collaborated with other awesome um, earth builders in the country on on projects, um, bigger, you know, sustainable building projects. Um, and uh, we also, we employed the EPWP scheme. So we trained up unskilled labor to basically just, you know, make the cob and, and pound uh, compressed earth tires. Mm. So a lot of the skills are very easy to learn and very easy to pass on in a training environment. Mm. Um, so that's why I would love to see more initiatives countrywide, um, you know, and then whatever the climate is, whatever the zone, whatever the, the gradient of the land, they, uh, you offer that training and the training on on the principles of the passive solar design and the difference between the thermal mass and insulation, um, compressive tensile strength, so that people really get an understanding of how the materials work. And, and and once they have an understanding, then they can best use that, make make informed choices and decisions. 
I'm going to ask you uh, maybe a question you may not want to answer <laughs> because <laughs> one then wonders about if, if I mean, this makes perfect sense to me. It's sustainable. Uh, you're saying it's cost effective. We can upskill people and so on. Yes. Then why is the uptake so slow? And, and when I say uptake, I mean of the bigger companies, you know, those people who can actually uh, do the the bigger orders, you know, whether it is um, homes, um, low-cost homes uh, by government and so on. Why are we not seeing more of this come up? Because we do have a housing crisis in the country, and it yes, seems to me absolutely. like we can sort this out um, if we were using what's available to us. Yeah, that that is my frustration. <laughs> so that's my mission. I'm kind of making it my personal mission to just try and, you know, reach as many people as possible and, and just by showing what is possible, what is um, doable. And I would like to somehow create, you know, start an initiative in, in a low-cost housing um, area mm-hmm. where um, there is that need for, for housing. So um, I guess... All I can say is watch the space. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm hoping that, you know, as, as regulations hopefully change, then, you know, literally it's, you just have to guide the process, I guess. And, and, and when and, you... S- and speak to the right people who have the powers to make those um, those decisions and, and offer the funding, whether it's on the pro- government scale or, you know, organizations who should have a responsibility to give back and empower communities in the area because i mean I, I think about the number of corrugated iron structures that are out there and how unsustainable i think they are i may be absolutely, wrong absolutely yeah and and cold yeah. cold in winter and yeah Incredibly hot in yeah. summer whereas if you if you you use the the urban um techniques mm. the, the extremely cozy comfortable homes that's and it doesn't have to be on a super large scale. You know, it just has to be enough to sustain the needs of, of the occupants. And um, I think, you know, happy, healthy homes means happy, healthy people. Mm. And so, you know, how do people then get hold of you? Because one of the things that, you know, maybe think people are thinking, well, you you may come at a cost, at a hell of a cost. And they want to do this in their communities and and sort of carry on how how would they be able to do that well you can contact me i i have a my facebook page mm. uh, it's half earth art i'll i'll explain so half basically refers to um a heat source in the home it's an old-fashioned term for mm. a fireplace mm. or a so uh, that that's the warmth that's the heart of the home mm. and uh and then earth it's it refers to the the, the materials that I use mainly, the sand and clay, by using the various techniques. And then art refers to the sculptural creative element that one can do. With You can create beautiful, absolutely beautiful homes, also using recycled materials like um, mm-hmm. uh, echo bricks and mm-hmm. bottle bricks. So again, it also deals with waste management issues. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of what an echo brick is. It's I've seen a, them. In, I th- yeah. in fact, I think I've got children, so I think we've been part of that. I think we've stuffed some two bottles. Two bottles of two using echo bricks you yeah. know, for creating building projects whereby the, the echo bricks can actually be properly um, utilized. So it's all, it's all kind of connected, you know? Hmm. Um, 
you know, it's it's one thing for you to. I'm 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 slightly concerned about. You know, you keep bringing us back to this the regulations. What is the bottleneck exactly? Bottleneck. Yeah. Um, you mean a, the, the no, 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 no. You keep talking about the restrictions on the regulations. What what are what's holding up progress? Um, I, you know, I think it's just I've dealt with a, a few of um, the different municipalities and. Um, they they usually want uh, the, you, you to have um, all they desire really is that you can prove that your structure is going to be structurally sound mm. um, and that the integrity is there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and they really are like earthen buildings are incredibly strong incredibly resilient actually more earthquake proof in earthquake prone mm. zones than a brick and cement building. Um, so they really are strong. And, uh, you know, I think it's just because concrete, building with concrete and cement and bricks just seems to be the norm. It's mm. just a standardized way. Mm. Um, and uh, if we can just get more more projects um, at the, you know, the municipal level, at the, yeah. you know, the, the housing departments, um, and just I'd like to see it become more standardized mm. and, and more... Yeah, I'm not exactly 100% sure of the limitations, but I do know there are limitations there, um, which limits your your potential to to um, to do you know to, do to, this. to speed to quicken the process, yeah. I guess, of getting your structure up. Well, and thank approved, you and approved. Thank you, thank you for bringing this to our attention. And and I suppose the more we familiarise ourselves with the, what the problem is, we can also help speed up this process. Thank you, Kerry, and uh, what interesting work that you do. Thank you. Yeah, a pleasure talking to you. Kerry Pretorius is an earth building specialist. Uh, she also calls herself a sustainable builder as well. But go to her website. It's called Heart, as in the heart, Earth Art, and uh, you'll get inspired. And you can contact her there via her Facebook page so that you can get her to try and maybe assist your community in how to better be sustainable and bring up sustainable homes.